Chapter Twenty of Almond Blossom. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Almond Blossom by Olive Wadsley. Chapter Twenty. Thou givest thy laughter only unto one; he hath no eyes to see. Give when his bitter jest with thee is done, thy tears to me. Mary Colander. Nicholas sauntered in to Rex after lunch. Rex was just changing to go down to the river. He was pulling on a blazer as Nicholas stated bitterly. Here's a pretty go. Rex looked at him. He had a letter in his hand. It's from mother. Here. Rex read it. He was conscious that Nicholas was whistling between his teeth, strolling about and moving things, looking for a certain brand of cigarettes. He folded the letter and said composedly, there in that porcelain box i say nicholas i shall go up to town before nicholas asked his mouth full of cake oh i must rex answered and began changing into town kit swiftly it was however not until after eight that he managed to reach berkeley square he asked for doro i believe miss greville's in the garden sir the butler said she asked for the key a little while back i'll go across rex said he saw a white dress in the bloomy darkness and walked in that direction he halted near and called doro his heart leapt wildly as he heard the gladness in her voice rex you ay he went and sat on the green-painted curved seat beside her he wanted to shake hands but his hands were trembling all of him had trembled at her voice he put his entire will into the effort to obtain complete mastery of himself again all the way up in the train he had been practising his part in this scene he had conceived his role to be first that of a listener then little by little they would discuss everything very quietly and then he would tell her the real object of his visit he had written to her as soon as he had heard of pan's death he had written again and again and received no answer it had been impossible by his father's orders for him to leave oxford doro had never received his letters he was wholly uncertain of her attitude towards pan it was impossible for him knowing so little to rank her affection at its value but he felt when he thought of pan that still black hatred which is like lightning striking the steel of a man's nature pan was dead but he had injured doro by his death and indirectly that injury had driven her to this rex said now leaning a little forward his hands gripped one within the other are you going to tell me there isn't anything to tell except that i leave for paris to-morrow with cavini and his wife you're going away rex asked almost vacantly so soon yes i imagined you had heard and had come to say good-bye tony refuses to see me again she turned to him and he knew there were tears in her eyes he put out his hand and let it rest secretly on her dress just to touch her so gave his anxiety rest seemed to heal his desperate longing a little a tear fell on his hand as if it had been a key unlocking the gates of his pent-up passion words rushed to his lips he heard them recognized the violence of his pleading abasement almost with self-amazement but he would not draw back now it was only when doro's reiterated cry rex oh rex reached his mind through its encompassing blaze of passionate adoration that he faltered and stopped 
about them there was that stillness which a garden can hold in the midst of a hurrying world the fragrant peace was like a keen mockery to rex he moved restlessly and as he did so doro rose he too stood up don't go he said hoarsely don't go yet don't don't leave me like this but everything is spoilt you don't understand oh why why did you tell me this he said very low and breathless beautiful don't you realize i couldn't help myself i didn't mean to tell you anything i came just to try and comfort you and then you cried and i could see your face in the dusk and about you there clings some scent and it drifted into my brain i think you were all sweetness and tired loveliness don't oh don't she did not mean to be cruel but this scene with rex was an anti-climax it was almost incredible and yet it was true love such love as this which spent itself in words of wildest adoration which abased itself utterly rex the boy she had laughed at known so well with easy affection she was angry if she was definitely anything and yet angry and sorry at once he had thrust upon her a burden she felt when already she was bowed down with weariness he began an impetuous speech please please she said he gave a little bitter laugh the sheer banality of that word was cruel as banality always is must be to young love you can't you can't leave me like this dismiss my love with a please as if it were an offering so paltry you could refuse it as you refuse a servant's offer of a new dish it does not matter to you it is my life all my life do you hear you think so now doro said bitterly hurt in her turn by his denunciation she made a great effort to be kind to overcome her weary consternation and help rex if she could rex dear don't you see she said gently i-i have finished with love i can't talk about it even to you he faced her with white stubbornness his own love was all that mattered you never knew love you never met it he burst out contempt appeal anguish beating behind his low voice i don't care what you say how you feel you must listen i know this is true i know i am right love which is real which will last is love like mine young as you call it mocking at it for its youth that youth which gives it half its wonder for it is young love which loves and never counts the loving or the giving or the suffering other love later love doesn't do that cannot later love compares and contrives and there is no headlong divinity about it either of passion or foolishness it's just a sort of emotion that's often rather furtive and afraid to let go and uncertain if it will last itself as i love you i should never love again all love that comes after a love like this will be only half real all that is real and true and willing and humble and proud in me beats in my love for you and you turn aside from it because it is young there's one thing his voice held smothered bitterness it's a fault i'll grow out of oh why will you oh rex don't be so difficult so hard rex i'm so unhappy rex's breath caught in his throat he was at that instant very near to tears himself then he stammered in a whisper oh my darling my beautiful don't 
don't i can't bear you to be unhappy he put his arms around her so gently they scarcely touched her and yet gave her the impression they were a protection just as he had meant they should yet in that chivalrously tender gesture he could feel doro trembling and every atom of adoring virility in him thrilled to that knowledge but i am doro said like a child as if she had been a child he soothed her he made her tell him all her plans but he had his arms about her and as they spoke together his clasps grew a little closer his face was near to hers in the soft gloom that scent of which he had spoken almost despairingly thrilled him now with its sweetness there isn't anything else to do rex she told him despairingly i cannot go back to hurst point and ione of course she does not want me you could marry me rex said with fictitious calmness and be free i mean it he added fixedly i would give you my word i came here to-night on purpose to tell you that it was the real reason for my coming doro will you do it no and no she said breaking from him do you think do you suppose one forgets like that he tried to regain the old trust but it was impossible now in silence they walked to the house and bade good-bye rex held doro's hand against his heart always he said like that do you understand and i shall never give you up good-bye End of chapter 20 Recording by Maricel Quee